Should the Jets draft a quarterback this offseason? It's going to be a hot topic discussion the next couple of months. We're going to get into it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, first, give it a five-star review, and if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out and helps other Jets fans find us. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Today we have our weekly mailbag show. Each Wednesday we try and do a mailbag with listener questions. So let's jump right in. First question is from my old friend Ben, who writes, Apologies if this has been asked lately. I absolutely hate the fact that I have to ask this, but should the Jets consider taking a quarterback in the early rounds next April? I would lean no. Because for better or worse, we are committed to Rodgers next year, and any quarterback we draft will just sit on the bench and not help the disastrous offense. And I assume Caleb Williams and possibly Drake May are off the table because the Jets have too many wins. At the same time, this team is still a ways off even with Rodgers, and going all in next season might be a fool's errand, so it might be better to plan for the future. And from what I hear, this class of quarterbacks is pretty deep, though I haven't watched too many prospects. Maybe we try and find lightning in the bottle in the third round or later. So it's a great question by Ben. It's a question I'm sure we're going to discuss in great detail in the months ahead as we kind of turn from in-season mode into draft mode. And you know, we're kind of making that turn right now because I really feel like the Jets are out of the playoff race. Now, the normal caveat applies. It depends on, the, depends on where you're picking. It depends on the players available. But I've given a lot of thought to this. What should the Jets do with the quarterback position? I, I've considered like every possible option from – you know, should the Jets just tell Rodgers to retire and move on to, you know, do you go all in? You know, there, there are lots of different a- angles the Jets could play this offseason. But the more I think about this, the more I settle on one answer is, yes, the Jets should absolutely be looking to draft a quarterback early this year. And it goes back to something Rodgers has talked about. It goes back to something the Jets have talked about. The Jets framed this trade as like a long-term kind of move where they were saying, you know, we're building the future of the franchise here because Rodgers is going to take Zach Wilson under his wing and show him the ropes, and Zach Wilson is going to be a good quarterback because he learns under Rodgers. And, of course, this year we saw that only go so far. I think the veteran mentor is one of the most overrated things in sports. A good veteran mentor is not necessarily going to turn you into a good quarterback. But I think that there are, there are things that help. I think that Zach Wilson, you know, even if the numbers did not reflect it, and even if he wasn't, still wasn't good enough, is a better quarterback this year than he was last year. I think there are things he's noticing that, you know, he was not noticing a year ago. The problem with Zach is he just had so far to go that even some improvement still wasn't good enough. But, you know, Rodgers can help. It's kind of like a masterclass in learning some of the subtleties of the position. And this alone is not enough to make a good quarterback. But I'm thinking about this. And I'm also thinking, what's one of the biggest complaints we've had about these Jets quarterbacks, whether it's, you know, Sanchez or Darnold or Gino or Zach? It's that they've had them thrown it thrown out there too soon. They've been, you know, they haven't gotten a chance to kind of sit and learn on the bench. Well, isn't this like the perfect opportunity to draft somebody, let him sit for a year behind Aaron Rodgers, let him learn his craft, 
and then he takes over when Rodgers retires. To me, that seems very logical. And part of it is, why do rookie quarterbacks get thrown into the lineup so soon? The number one reason is that teams can't take the heat. There's a lot of media pressure when you draft somebody high. There's a lot of pressure from the fan base. You can talk radio, podcasts like this. Uh, you know, And teams just fold to the pressure, even when they know quarterbacks aren't ready to go in. And the teams that avoid that, they tend to have one thing in common. They have a quarterback that has such stature that they don't even, it's not even a consideration. And that's kind of the spot I think the Jets are in right now, where they can draft somebody, they can let them sit behind Rodgers for a year. And nobody's going to say bench Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's such like a, you know, he's just a Hall of Fame quarterback. You're not going to say Aaron Rodgers needs to be benched. So this is like actually a situation where you legitimately can have somebody sit for a year and learn and be able to take over in 2025. And isn't that like what we've been waiting for? Isn't that what we've wanted? And it's something Aaron Rodgers has kind of bought into. You know, uh, Rodgers has kind of said, you know, I I know I'm not going to be here that long, but I want to make sure the Jets are in a good position when I leave because they've invested a lot in me. So I think Rodgers would buy into to a plan like that. Now, of course, you know, there's the caveat that it's Rodgers' last year, so do you load up? Do you take a player who can't help you next year with the offense needing so much, with your cap space rather limited, with no second-round pick to speak of, so you can't use you know the early part of day two to improve the offense you know the first round pick might be your best option to improve the offense immediately and you know look if marvin harrison jr is available that's gonna be very tempting it's gonna be very hard to pass on uh but i think this is a good situation for the jets and i mean the other thing like looking at this is i don't think this team's really that close to winning a super bowl you know we tried to talk ourselves into it this offseason i think you know deep down i knew this team really wasn't you know i was i had hopes that they could be a playoff team but if you look at it now in retrospect, I don't think this team is super close. I don't think this team's one off season away. I think that chasing, you know, something, you know, loading up this off season, you know, throwing a lot of cap space, you know, load, creating a lot of short term cap space, and clocking the cap in future years to try and make make a Super Bowl run. I just think that that's a mistake for this team right now. If the Jets had gone to like the AFC Championship game this year and you were close, you're looking to make that last step. That's a different story, but you know, I just don't think they're, that they're that close. So I think that. You have to find some balance in this. You have to, you know, I don't think you can just throw 2024 away. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But I think you also have to think about the future here. You're not, you don't have a quarterback after next season. I think you have to assume that. You know, Rodgers has made noise. Maybe he's going to play more than one more year. Well, we'll see. And part of it's going to be, we don't know how good Rodgers is going to be next year. You know, are you going to want him back at age 41? Where you, you know in 2025 when he's going to turn 42 during the season, that's open. That's up in the air. You got to think about the future of the quarterback position, and this move has kind of created a golden opportunity for you. I never really bought into the idea, the idea Aaron Rodgers was going to fix Zach Wilson, but I think the idea of Aaron Rodgers perhaps mentoring a, a young quarterback, and I, I know what happened in Green Bay with Jordan Love, but I think that there was other bad blood between him and that franchise. I think if the Jets went to him and you know communicated and said, you know, Aaron, we got to think about our future after you, I think there's a real opportunity, there's a real chance he'd buy into that. So. I, yes, I think that the Jets should be in the mix for a quarterback. Now, listen, if there's not a, I don't think you draft a quarterback. I don't think you ever go in saying we are definitely drafting a player at this position. You know, if there's a, nobody good enough when you pick, then you pass on it perhaps. But I, I think that this is a very logical year for the Jets to draft a quarterback because you have this like one year buffer where, you know, you just have low pressure. He can run the scout team. He can 
learn you know learn the subtleties he can learn the system the jets are running which hopefully will be a different one next year hopefully nathaniel hackett will be gone again that's another thing we'll get to but i, I think that this is a very logical year for the jets to look to draft a quarterback now what would that make expectations for the year 2024 well that's what we're going to talk about we have another mailbag question coming up on this special wednesday edition of locked on jets we're going to talk about what the team's expectations should be in 2024 that's as we continue this episode here on this wednesday This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by DoorDash. You know, sometimes you get home from work, you don't want to cook a meal. That's where DoorDash comes in. You can place a great order at a great restaurant, have delicious food delivered to you by a Dasher. There are so many great food options in the New York area, including a great restaurant called Daily Provisions. This is Danny Meyer's small collection of all-day cafes. It started as a little bakery and gourmet-to-go shop adjacent to his flagship Union Square Cafe in 2020. 17. And as he opened each additional location, Upper West Side, West Village, Hudson Yards, he curated the shops to meet the needs of the neighborhood. Whether that meant good coffee and pastries, high quality ingredients to cook at home, loaves of long fermented sourdough bread with smoked salmon spread, or prepared lunches for events. That's just one of many great options in New York. There are plenty of great pizza places, great chain restaurants. If you want the Cheesecake Factory, TGI Fridays, DoorDash has you covered. And right now, we have a special offer for you. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more in your first order. That's when you download the DoorDash app and use code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three. Subject to change, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. And if you want to play along some, alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Hill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find the community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for a first deposit match of up to $100 using prizepicks. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listener, first watch every day. Uh, big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. We continue with our weekly mailbag question. Our next question, John, last week you mentioned the Jets need to hit the reset button. With Aaron Rodgers, a great defense and good young players on this team, don't you think we should be looking to win a few games next year? Not that we should sink the franchise financially for the next decade, but it's been over 15 years since the Jets were relevant during the season. Yeah, I think you have to find the balance. Um, you know, I, when I say, I think what I meant when I said hit the reset button is I, I don't think the Jets should keep digging this hole deeper with their cap situation. It's going to be a tight cap. Uh, you know, they, when you're talking about the cap space they have, they technically have about 30 million in cap space heading into this offseason. But you have to remember, you've got to sign your draft class. You're going to have to set aside some money next year for when players get injured. 
you're going to have to sign a practice squad. I mean, that takes about somewhere between one third and one half of the caps of that cap space. So really you're talking about like less than 20 million in cap space uh, and you need two tackles. You got to get assigned a defensive tackle. You got to address the safety position. You got to deal with depth at numerous spots. You just don't, you don't have a lot to fix all the problems that are on this offense. I mean, you still need a receiver. That's it, going to be a lot. The Jets don't really have the resources to fix everything that's wrong. So I don't, what I don't think they should do is we'll do what they did last off season, which was open up cap space by, you know, pushing future cap hits down the line, essentially pushing cap hits to future years. I don't think they should continue clogging up the future year cap space to try and chase the Super Bowl this year. I think something like a Devontae Adams trade would be crazy. You know, it's I, I think T Higgins would be a guy I'd be interested in, but you know, he's in his mid twenties. That's a little bit different than getting a guy on the wrong side of 30. Who's expensive. Who'd cost you draft capital and Devontae Adams, who would also be pretty expensive if, if, if you keep him for multiple years. So what I don't think the Jets, I don't think the Jets should, should keep going on this all-in thing, but that's different from saying I think that the Jets should tank. You know, I, I think there's this there's this mindset in the NFL that you should either be a legitimate Super Bowl contender or you should be tanking. I don't think the Jets should like trade Sauce Gardner. I don't think they should trade uh, Jermaine Johnson. I don't think they should trade Garrett Wilson. I don't think they should trade Brees Hall. This is a they have a really solid young core, and if you're looking for a silver lining. This is not like three years ago when the Jets had nothing. I mean, that that team the Jets had in 2020 that went 2-14 and 14 under Adam Gase, that team had like no building blocks. This Jets team has building blocks. They have the four guys from the 2022 draft class. They got Michael Carter II, who's a good player. You know, maybe even they got Elijah Vera Tucker. I, I know, like, I understand you don't have a lot of confidence in him, but his injuries have been kind of freak injuries and should recover from. So I think that like there's a really good core Quincy Williams, uh, hopefully Bryce Huff stays, you know, keep, please keep Bryce Huff. I'm going to be so angry if they let Bryce Huff go. There's, there's like talent on this team. So I, I don't, you know, there's a, there's an old saying in the NBA and basketball that the worst place to be, be is in the middle. You either want to be contending or you want to be at the bottom because when you're in the middle, you know, you can't really win a championship, but you also can't draft a great player who could like be your franchise player. Football's different. I, you know, I actually question whether that's even the case in the NBA, but it's definitely not true in the NFL. You don't want to be where because if you're if you're tanking, you're kind of where the Jets were in 2020, where you have no players and you need you need more than one player in the NFL. Even a quarterback only can do so much. So I like where the Jets are. I actually think the Jets have a really good base of talent, and Rodgers is probably coming back next year. So, you know, if he can find something, you know, the offense will be better if he can find a little bit. If you get a little lucky in the draft. You make some smart value signings. I mean, this may not be a Super Bowl team, but this is a team that can win games. It's a team that can maybe make the playoffs. And then, as we talked about in the first segment, maybe Rodgers hands off the torch to another quarterback. So there's a difference between being all in the way the Jets were this year and just being, you know, saying we don't care about wins and losses next year. I think the Jets should try and win games next year. I just don't think they should use future resources to try and get short-term gains the way they did this year. But I think there look there are pieces in place with Rodgers back that the Jets should be a competitive team next year. They could even potentially make a playoff run with a little bit of luck. I, I don't think that that's an outrageous statement. Next question, John, with the struggles of the AFC this season, it seems like this is a year we will look back on in 5, 10, 15 years and remember the Jets having a path with the Bengals, Bills, and Chargers all struggling. How have we how can we beaten and depressed Jets fans keep hope alive? Well, what I just said is that there's a real base of talent here. And I know it doesn't feel that way. But this is not the hopeless situation it was three years ago with Adam Gase. 
there's like the Jets, if they make some smart moves, can turn this thing around within like two years. Now, of course, that requires the Jets to make smart moves, which not something we can always count on, but they're not as far away as it seems. And I guess that's the thing. I, you know, though, I would not say that this is a year we're going to look back on as a year the Jets could have made a run. I, I think in retrospect, that tackle situation, the offensive line just was not good enough. The receiver group was not good enough. Even with Rodgers in there, look, the offense would not be this bad with Rodgers in there, but there's only so much Aaron Rodgers can do, especially at 39 years of age. I'm not sure this was a legitimate Super Bowl contender even with him in there. I'm not even convinced as a playoff team with Rodgers this year. I think they got to make some moves this offseason. Hopefully they don't, again, don't use future resources, but what limited resources you have, if you use them smartly, you can fix it up enough to get this team back to the playoffs. I don't, I just can't look at this team and think that there's their championship caliber team with Aaron Rodgers in though in there though. I just think there were too many mistakes made and you know this offseason was a disaster for the Jets, but I think it was more multiple years of miscalculations by Joe Douglas because they needed an awful lot to go right this offseason, probably too much to go right. It's really tough to overhaul the total everything the Jets needed to overhaul in one offseason and the reason they needed to overhaul so much heading into last offseason is because of Joe Douglas's misses through the years. Now, as you're on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to the coaching staff. Aaron Rodgers obviously has a lot of ties with Nathaniel Hackett. Would he tolerate the Jets making a coaching change? Um, you'd have to ask Aaron, but I have some thoughts, and I'll tell you them as we continue this uh, Wednesday edition of Lockdown Jets. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Ahead here on our weekly mailbag, we're going to talk about the idea of maybe the Jets could make a coaching change this offseason. And maybe if they do, perhaps the Jets should use LinkedIn Jobs to find candidates. LinkedIn is not just another jobs board. It is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a great candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have the time or resources to hire successfully. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched the feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Wednesday. We're doing our weekly mailbag show. Our next question, do you see any scenario where Aaron Rodgers plays for a Jets head coach and offensive coordinator other than Salah and Hackett next season? You know, I think the Jets have to have a serious conversation with Aaron Rodgers. And it goes along the lines of what I described earlier. Since he arrived here, everything has been built around Aaron Rodgers. They brought in the players Aaron Rodgers wanted. They brought in Aaron Rodgers' preferred offensive coordinator to try and recruit him here. And they went all in. You know, they they used up a lot of future resources, pushed them ahead to this year to try and load this roster up, and it has not worked. I think there needs to be a serious conversation with Rodgers about expectations for next season. I think it needs to be made clear that look, we're not going to be able to fix everything that's there that needs to be fixed on this offense. We'll give it a shot, but we're not going to burn any more future resources. And we I'm sorry, we can't make every move you want to make anymore. And one of them, I think there has to be a change at offensive coordinator. And Rodgers is defending Hackett. I know they're friends, but you know, Rodgers made the comment, I won multiple MVPs in Hackett's offense. Well, you know, you won multiple MVPs in Mike McCarthy's offense. So obviously Hackett's offense is not the secret sauce. There are other coaches he can play under. I mean, you know, there sometimes 
beat writers make really bad excuses for coaches. And I saw that this week when I saw a couple beat writers make the comment that this offense was designed for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, if your offense can only work when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, it's a garbage system. So, I mean, Rodgers should be able to play under anybody. I, yeah, I understand the Jets have tried to give him say in things, and it hasn't worked out. I think they need to, like, move on. And I, I don't think that there's much of an argument to keep this coaching staff. I think the challenge is not so much will Rodgers play for somebody else because he wants to continue his career. You know, he's got to. He's got to play for, for wherever the Jets coaches are. I think the challenge is more if you stay on this path right now, and again, if you don't have this discussion with Rodgers and say, you know, this is we can't we can't give everything everything you want anymore. You know, if you, if you're loading up and you're pushing you know, dead money to the future to try and clear up short term cap space to get Devonte Adams and bring in David Bakhtiari and bring in other Aaron Rodgers friends, it's gonna be very difficult to attract people here because essentially what you're telling a new coach and GM is, for the first year you have to do whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, and then you have to do a total rebuild without a lot much cap space or without uh draft picks and the you know if the jets just use like 2024 as a reset season they can turn this thing around really quickly whereas if they push even more dead money to the future this thing's going to be much more difficult to turn around it's the more the longer they put off the reset year the more painful it's going to be so i think they need to do it now and if they do it if they say you know tell the new coach and gm you know you're in control rogers doesn't have any say over this I think it's doable. And again, a lot of this, they, they just have to go to Rogers and be honest and say, sorry, we tried it. It didn't work. We're gonna, we're still going to do our best. Come back next year, try and make it work with what we got, but we can't keep bringing it. We can't keep giving you everything you want because it's not working. And I, I think, you know, my guess is he'd, he'd live with that because it seems like, you know, he's wanted to make it work with the jets. So maybe I'm just being hopeful here. Maybe I'm, you know, ignoring reality, but I, I think it could work. Um, but they they have to be willing to go to him and say, you know what, we just can't give you this power anymore and just be honest with them. Will the owner do that? That's my concern, as I, I think Woody Johnson is so enamored with Rodgers that he just wants to give him everything he wants and he, he won't have that conversation. I think that that's, that's the obstacle. Last question, John, why can't the coaching staff that implemented this putrid offense be able to break break this down and rebuild it better? Are we in for the same garbage in 2024? Because this is just a non-watchable product. Well, if Rogers back, the offense should work better. Yeah, Rogers, you know, there was an old, I remember I saw this Gase, this joke with Adam Gase when, uh, that his offense essentially in Denver was, you know, he makes the play call, then Peyton checks it to whatever he, th- whatever he sees at the line. And that's kind of the impression I get with Hackett. With Rogers back in there, I have no doubt the Jets will run better plays because Rogers will just change whatever the play is at the line based on what he sees. Uh, you know, why can't they fix it? Well, I mean, Hackett's not a very good coach. What happened in Denver last year was a disaster. It's like the, and I said this heading into the season, you know, I wasn't super worried about Hackett with Rogers under center because it was going to be Rogers's offense. Rogers was going to make all the key calls. Rogers was going to make all the decisions. Even if Hackett called a bad play, Rogers would change it at the line. And what you saw was an offensive coordinator who actually had once, once you've had to put that headset on, once he had to actually start running the show, the Jets were in trouble this year. He can't fix it because he's just not a very good coach. I think that's what it comes down to. Next year, you know, hopefully they make smarter moves in the offseason. Again, hopefully they, they end the whole thing where they have to give Rodgers everything he wants. Hopefully they make smarter moves. Hopefully they make better draft choices. Hopefully they make better free agent signings. 
they do, the offense should be better. I don't think they can fix everything in one year, but hopefully it won't be this unwatchable. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast, first, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out. helps other Jets fans find the show. Hope you have a great Wednesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with Crossover Thursday. I'll be chatting with Aaron Friedman, the host of Locked On Falcons.